our clock strikes here. It's always Halloween, and I'm always your haunted host, Luce Tomlin Brenner. Welcome to Small Frights Friday. On these very special episodes, I like to share a curated selection of calls from the All Hallows Hotline and letters from the Eek Mailbag. It's Always Halloween is brought to you by our Patreon ghoul gang who fund the production of every single episode and keep us ad-free, independent, and sustainable. I'm defrightfully happy to welcome three new patrons this week. Welcome Jennifer Moore, Josh, and Janik LaRiviere. It is so lovely to have you as a member of our ghoul gang. Thank you for joining and helping us grow to monstrous proportions. With the gift-giving season upon us, may I suggest an annual subscription to the It's Always Halloween Patreon for that creep that you love so dearly? You'll get two months free when you join annually, so there's a gift level for every budget. It's $10, $30, $60, $100, $130, and if you're feeling extra freaky, go all out and get them one year of everything It's Always Halloween has to offer for $160. Give them that gift of Halloween all year long. You could also sponsor a Small Frights episode in someone's name. For $40, your special someone will have a Small Frights all their own, and you can even personalize a message to them that I'll read on the air. We do have some new exciting Patreon content out now, including our December Kitchen Witch recipe selections and a brand new 25-minute Christmas ghost story by mid-century British author Seamus Fraser about a malevolent doll named Florinda who you do not want creeping around your Christmas tree. We have three more Christmas ghost stories hitting the Patreon this month, so you can celebrate in the grand Victorian tradition of exchanging devilish tales by the fireside. Each story is dramatically read by myself, with original sound design by the lovely Pete Burns, who is now hanging out in the Discord, by the way. Go say hi! In January, we will be kicking off our newest Patreon book club, which is available to everyone at the $6 and up levels. I'm excited to finally announce our very first book club selection, which is The Final Girls Support Group by Grady Hendrix. I have recommended Grady Hendrix on several episodes of It's Always Halloween. He is my favorite genre writer currently because he does an absolutely fabulous job of mixing horror with comedy and all of his lead characters are women who are written with such exquisite and almost confounding detail that I don't quite know how he does it. Witchcraft, perhaps. I just finished reading The Final Girls Support Group uh, during our calendar Halloween season, and I found it to be a fun homage to slasher films while also digging deeper into what it would mean to survive those horrors in real life. All the while, he maintains a fantastic, irreverent sense of humor and 
squeezes in many unexpected twists and turns. Our book club meetings will take place over Zoom on the last Tuesday of every month at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So make sure to ask Santa for this chilling soon-to-be classic. Now, to supplement the slasher experience of the book and to celebrate the ever-growing franchise, our January movie parties, we will be marathoning the Scream films one through four over January 8th and 9th. Who else out there is as excited for the fifth Scream movie as I am? It comes out on January 14th. And listen, I am trying not to overhype myself after the disaster that was Halloween Kills, but I'm finding it challenging to tamp down my enthusiasm. I cannot be tamped. Watch out. I'm loose and untamped. Okay, before someone tries to tamp me, I do have one more exciting piece of news for all lanterns. It's Always Halloween will be included in the opening weekend of the Axe Wound Film Festival, which kicks off today, December 10th, and runs daily until December 19th. Now, if you are not familiar with Axe Wound, it's typically an annual film festival in Vermont. However, due to COVID regulations and wanting to make the festival accessible to all, this year is going to be entirely virtual. Now, Axe Wound is the feminist horror film festival in the country, and it boasts some truly outrageous and creative visions. I have been a judge for the festival for the last few years, and it's one of the greatest joys of my life to get to watch all of these incredible independent DIY horror films that come in. Some of the most bizarre, frightening, and fun movies I've ever seen have been ones that I've judged for this festival. There is some really incredible work out there that is hard to see and not streaming and not available through, you know, your typical channels that you might be watching. So if you are someone who values DIY art, I think you're really going to get a kick out of Axe Wound. When Hannah Foreman, the festival director, invited me to host a live episode of It's Always Halloween this year, I knew I had to explore the history of slashers and how this iconic horror genre has contributed to our favorite holiday. So I will be presenting this special episode this Sunday, December 12th at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. This will be a 30-minute live show complete with eek mails and Q&As. So if you have a question that you want me to answer on the show specifically, make sure to write me that eek mail before Sunday. So the next day or two, if you're listening this weekend, hopefully you listen as soon as the new episodes come out. My first film, Messed Up, premiered at Axe Wound in 2018, so I've also been invited to participate in an alumni panel on Saturday, December 18th at 10 a.m. So a festival pass will get you into both of my events, plus every film block, which includes 40 short genre films and tons of panels over the span of those 10 days. 
Hannah gave me a special discount for lanterns only to get festival passes for half off, which means you can get a whole week of unique entertainment that you absolutely can't get anywhere else for about $50. So just follow the Axe Wound link in the show notes. And the code is always Halloween at Axe Wound. I'll also put that down there too, so you don't have to rewind a bunch of times, but follow the link Type in always Halloween at Axe Wound and get half off your festival pass. Good for 10 days. I'm so excited for this opportunity to host our very first live episode and potentially reach a whole new audience. So thank you so much, Hannah Foreman and everyone at Axe Wound for welcoming us to the fest. This is a very thrilling time. One last piece of news, and that is I will be attending season screamings at the Pasadena Convention Center Sunday, December 19th, and I would absolutely love to say hi to any fellow Lanterns who will also be in attendance. This event is put on by Midsummer Scream, who hosted Awaken the Spirits this summer. I have never been to this specific holiday event before, but the website boasts 200 spooky exhibits and vendors for stuffing stockings and for decorating your crypt or Christmas tree. Very cute. There will also be wandering evil elves, monsters taking a break from winter hibernation, and many other not-so-nice surprises. As of this recording, they still have tickets available, so snatch them up now before Santa claws them away from you. Check out the show notes for a link to season screamings and write me an email if you're going to be at the event let's say let's say hi now what is that jingle jangling is that santa on my roof oh wait no that is a call from our all hollows hotline hey luce this is mimi calling um i was wondering if you had heard of krampus it's apparently uh, part of german folklore and I was wondering if um, there was anything related um, to that tradition with Halloween um, and if anyone still celebrates. Um, happy holidays, and I will see you in 2022. Thanks. Hi, Mimi. What a great question. And Mimi is a member of our ghoul gang. So thanks again for supporting us every month and making sure this episode gets to other Lantern's ears. I'm so happy you asked about Krampus because I am currently working on a history episode about the creepy critters of Christmas time, which this is a great time to remind everybody that, you know, we have a Christmas episode. If you have not been with us since the beginning, Pete and I decided to pull a little April Fool's prank back on April 1st, and we did a whole episode dedicated to Christmas. So if you haven't listened to that yet, it's still good. It's not April Fool's themed. It's actually perfect for this time of year. So give that a, a little re-listen, and uh, hopefully they'll tide you over for our next history episode, which is a long time in the making. And I will get into more details about Krampus then. But for now, yes, people do still celebrate Krampusnacht, which I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, the German pronunciation. I am from Germany originally. No, my, that was such a generous lie. <laughs> my family is from Germany originally. And I'm talking the 1800s, so that's barely. Uh, we've been sadly in 
uh, the Ohio region for many, many, many decades, <laughs> which is why I'm not sure if Krampus noch is being said the right way or not. All of our German lanterns are cringing right now. So Krampus was very popular in the 19th century. And then at the turn of the 20th century, their um, holiday cards became popular. And I'm sure you've seen these now, the Gross vom Krampus, greetings from Krampus, showing him stuffing distressed children into a satchel or hitting them with a bundle of sticks. Um, these postcards were pretty graphic, um, really intense, leading them away in chains, stuffing them into bags. And these pretty much disappeared after Victorian times, like once we got into the uh, later 20s, nobody really saw Krampus anymore. And it kind of became a thing of the olden days, uh, old tradition, the old world. Um, of most of a century, Americans probably didn't see a Krampus card or even know who Krampus was. But in 2004, art director and graphic designer Monty Buchamp, or Buchamp, uh, published a book of Krampus cards and helped organize an art show inspired by these original cards. So this caused a resurgence and interest uh, in Krampus, which is probably why you are a little familiar with those Victorian greeting cards now. So much so that in Austria and Germany, people are complaining that Krampus has become too commercialized and that he's lost his edge, that he's too popular. And people are bummed that Krampus is popular now, which I think is pretty funny. So if you want to hear more about Krampus, stay tuned. Uh, either next week or the following week, we'll have a new special history episode out. Right now, a lot of my focus has been preparing for this live episode. So we shall see, but it will come out before Christmas time. I guarantee it. So thank you, Mimi, for your interest. And uh, don't change that dial. And now an e-mail from a fellow Southern California lantern. This one has the headline, Cool Small Business. Hi, Luce. Thank you for your podcast. And thank you for making Halloween a place us Luceo lanterns can gather all year long. I'm also grateful for your heart and integrity. Hearing the listener from Transylvania share what it meant to him totally made me ball. Ugh, me too. I, I'm always... The Transylvania, our friend Paul in Transylvania, I love your stories, I love your pictures, and I love sharing them with other people, and I think that everything you're doing out there is so cool. That was just a little side note. Paul, we all love you here in Halloween land. Back to the eek mail. The inclusivity and dedication to accurate history is everything during this dark era of racist and misogynist backlash. Supreme Court has me deeply upset this week, and your podcast is helping me, quote, just keep swimming. Also, the battle fatigue is real AF. I literally laughed out loud when you asked in this supremely, or excuse me, when you asked in the Supernaturally Saved episode if anyone else was tired. Hand raised emoji. Yes. <laughs> Still feeling very tired, thinking that hopefully the holidays might be a time for rest. 
she asks crazily. Uh, back to the email again. Apologies if someone has already sent you this. I have only just finished Classy Crafts and Clouds of Bats, but if you haven't heard of Black Phoenix Alchemy Lab, it is such a good fit for this artsy, spooky literary crowd. It's a small, independent perfumery that makes limited edition and seasonally appropriate scents. Literally, they have one called Every Day is Halloween. In addition to these amazing scent experiences, creator Elizabeth Barisal speaks to so much of what we're facing at the moment, like here. And then uh, the writer puts a couple of links in that I will share in the show notes, but she has a really great little post called Every Day is Halloween, and uh, where she puts up she writes a little bit about you know what's meaningful about Halloween and how the last year has been for everybody and then puts up some recommended uh, oils that go with these this post so one is all souls perfume oil autumn song perfume oil black satin sheet ghost perfume oil sleek chic tray gothique I love that And then I'm really excited about this link that the writer included, which is called uh, Vanitas, which is a topic that we discussed in our chapter on skulls and skeletons. We had a whole chapter on Vanitas, and this post talks a little bit about them and goes on to say, I like this paragraph a lot. Traditionally, a vanitas is an allegory of mortality and the worthlessness of worldly things. That's not how I'm presenting it here. Rather, I want us all to take a look at how important the music, literature, and sensual pleasures portrayed in these pieces are. Worldly pleasures help make life, no matter how great or small, worth living. And art enriches us all. No joy is trivial. Oh, that touches me very, very deeply because I believe with my entire spirit that art is the thing that can keep us alive when times are trying and that creativity is something that cannot be taken from us by any government or law and that when we have nothing else left, we have our imaginations and we can create art no matter for hundreds of thousands of people or for ourselves or for one friend or for our cats. We can create things and if we can hang on to that creative spirit, even when things are the absolute worst that they feel like they could possibly be, that can be a little tiny candle that we hold through the darkness. So I really like this a lot and I really like all of her names here for the oils and It looks like she has created perfumes that are inspired by different vanitas, which is really beautiful and cool to me. A lot of these are ones that I shared on the Instagram back when we were going over this topic, but some really great names. One of actually my favorite paintings, Skull with Shell Books and a Crumple of Blush Pink. I love how the names of the oils reflect the still life, such simplicity, but the words themselves are very lush. Ivy twinning around discarded skull, bouquet with skull and coins, 
a skull music book and snuffed out candle. They're so, they're just so rich sounding and I really do want to try these. So thank you so much for sending them. You know, the eek mail is not finished, but there were so many links that I keep jumping off a little bit here and going down a little windy path covered with crunchy leaves. I can't help but stomp on all the leaves. All right, let's get back to the eek mail here. They're such a great company and they have a wonderful, inclusive fan base. And it has so much of an overlap with this podcast. With the holidays coming up, I feel super over Amazon and totally in support of small, family-run, conscious businesses like this one. And for sure, some other Luceo lanterns have got to resonate with that. This year was definitely a weird one. Oof, that's an understatement. But I did manage to dress my pups up in their costumes and I delivered pre-made treat cones. Think like the Victorian era May Day bouquet traditions to neighbors' mailboxes. Our neighborhood was nearly silent this year. Even with vaccines, I haven't seen a whole lot of trick-or-treaters. And while it bummed me out, I was determined to bring the tricks and treats at least to a few households. I feel like it's okay that everything is off this year. It's honest, but I do hope we all find ways to keep our inner jack-o'-lanterns lit and glowing bright in these dark times. So much love and gratitude, T.O.B. She, hers. Also, bye. (laughs) And absolutely, there's a long historical overlap of LGBTQ and witches. (laughs) P.S., One of my favorite witchy Christmas movies is Bell, Book, and Candle. The intro is a little cringe, there's some definite cultural appropriation, but after that, it's mostly a cute love story with Jimmy Stewart and Kim Novak. That is such a great recommendation, T.O.B. Thank you. I've had that movie on my list for a while, but I didn't realize that it was Christmassy. So I'm going to have to shoot it up and make sure that I watch it because I feel like I've seen every Christmas movie I'm interested in seeing. So to have another option, this is thrilling to me. Thank you. And yes, I definitely do get into uh, LGBTQ crossovers in our witches chapter, which I have now officially pushed to this upcoming February. What a wild year. Talk about uh, everything feeling off. In so many ways, life continued for me through the pandemic as I luckily didn't lose any work, but all of my work really ramped up while lots of tragic, terrible things were happening. And uh, then, you know, LA is one of the most vaccinated places in the country. So people have really gone back to trying to live their lives again out here. But me and many of our other friends still feel kind of creeped out about some situations. And there's a lot of bits and starts and still don't feel comfortable going home to visit my parents who are in their 70s. I still feel weird about plane travel, which Isaac and I did once in August, but made me extremely anxious. So it's odd. I just feel very uh, weird still. So I'm glad you can relate to that, but I wish we could all feel a little less odd. (laughs) 
This is why we need Halloween. So that Halloween comes at us with its extreme oddities and we can be like, yes, yes, I accept this weird world. It's okay for things to be frightening. I embrace it. I embrace the absurdity. What a great recommendation. So I was familiar with this company because they would always take out full page ads in Bust Magazine, which was a magazine I absolutely adored in my teens and 20s and my 30s. I I got a subscription to it for years and I probably haven't gotten a new bust magazine since I don't know a few years ago probably because I started to notice that I was maybe aging out of it which is a weird feeling talk about scary my god so we're all rotting did you know that we're all rotting corpses anyways I tell you I just had a birthday Wow. So they used to take out these full page ads in Bust magazine and they would always advertise a new line of perfumes that were connected to a new movie. And the one that stands out to me the most was the Coraline oils. And I never got them, but I always thought it was so cool. You know, time passes and memories get pushed to the very back of the filing cabinet in my brain. So it's so lovely to have a lantern like you come and pull that memory back out again because I'm excited to revisit it now and maybe get one of these uh, Venitas to celebrate everything that we did with It's Always Halloween this year. You know, I'm a big fan of the Southern Witchcrafts company after another lantern turned them onto me and they have such incredible perfumes including a Samhain themed one and a necromancy one that I've been wearing a lot and smells like moss and makes me feel like I've been wandering through a gothic graveyard it's been my lucky perfume lately I've been wearing it every time I go out and it's getting lots of compliments. So uh, I'm happy that we can support small businesses. And as usual, you know, I want us to support each other as much as possible. So if you have a small business that you want to promote during the holidays, please let me know. It would be great if we could all support fellow lanterns when we're gift buying this year. Thank you so much for your lovely eek mail, T.O.B. And finally, thank you from the bottom of my heart for those very kind words. I'm so happy that I can bring you some joy and a little relief during this trying time. And please know that you and your fellow Luce O'Lanterns bring me a lot of relief and joy in return. And I could not do this without you. I look forward to hearing from you again in the future. And now, another call from our hotline. And what's that? I think I also hear wedding bells. (laughs) I love that. I would say, you know me as magical, pretty, witty. But everybody else, you can can call me Brittany. Um, I've been meaning to do this for a while. Don't mind me. I'm a a little bit nervous because I've actually never done this before. But um, I wanted to call in to just say hi to everybody, and I also wanted to say thank you because I recently discovered this podcast, and 
I've been slowly working, uh, working towards, uh, all of the episodes. I've been enjoying them thoroughly. Um, <laughs> it, they are very good. And I love the community that this has all been, uh, built around. Um, you know me recently from Instagram. I told you that I had gotten married on Halloween to my wonderful, wonderful man who agreed to get married with me on this spooky holiday that um, just fills us with a lot of memories. We actually met at a Halloween dance. But I'll tell you a little bit more about that later in an eek mail. Um, I just wanted to kind of introduce myself since I know the uh, the voicemail only takes like three minutes. I live in Massachusetts, and I'm really close to Salem, so I have a lot of tips and tricks about Salem because I've been to like Salem at least five times and I know you said you really wanted to go so I wanted to tell you a little bit about stuff to do around Salem what to do what not to do you know just the overall feeling of everything um I can't wait to talk to you guys more in the future love you guys so much thank you so much Luce for everything you do Bye-bye. Brittany, thank you so much for this lovely call. You are as sweet as a Reese's pumpkin. Now, I have to congratulate you on your recent spooky All Hallowed Nuptials. Congratulations, best wishes. Here is to a lifetime of happiness with your betrothed. And I am very excited to hear the story of meeting at a Halloween dance. I think anyone who met their significant other or even their best friend at a Halloween event, that is a match made in hell. And, you know, hell for us is a good thing. So I'm very psyched to hear this story. And I want to hear any stories from lanterns who met someone they really love at a Halloween or creepy-themed event and how that bonded you. Yeah, I could tell a story upon story because I've met so many lovely lanterns through this podcast. I've got like hundreds of new friends bonded through Halloween, so I can really relate. If I could marry all of you, oh my God, that would be expensive, but you know what? I'd do it. I'd take that hit for you guys. You're worth the money. If only the bigamy laws wouldn't get in our way. Now, Brittany, it is extra super duper fabulous that you live in Massachusetts. I have been to Salem one time as a whirlwind 72 hours, and I am dying to go back. My ideal visit to Salem would be a full month, and I would hit each and every shop. I would go to every historical museum. I would go on every ghost tour. And I would spend a ton of time in the library and I would spend time interviewing people and I would do a ton of just like deep diving. It's always Halloween research and put together an entire show right from Salem. That's my dream. Wouldn't it be so fun to do a live episode there someday? Uh, well, Brittany, you owe me several emails it sounds like it would be so fun to put together a little it's always halloween guide to salem so many of you have had so much really great uh recommendations to certain places and 
uh, historical locations. And I feel like it'd be so fun to do like a little map or something. Brittany, I love that you called in to introduce yourself and spread such kindness to all of us. You are our little lucky charm today. And I look forward to a more detailed call in the future or as many emails as you'd like to send. It sounds like you are living a very fascinating life. And we are on pins and needles for those stories. Up next, we have a delicious eek mail with the subject line, trick or treat pillowcases. Hi, Luce. It's Mackenzie. They, them. I was listening to your episode with Stephen Ray Morris. I know I'm behind. Eek. And I thought it was so funny that your mom was against pillowcases for trick-or-treating. I always used a pillowcase every year, but my mom would get me and my siblings blank pillowcases and fabric markers to decorate them. So while I was using a pillowcase, it did have a witch drawn on it. Perhaps that's more acceptable to the pillowcase haters. I love the idea of incorporating a trick-or-treat bag into a costume, though. I think my favorite costume I saw this year was a Skyline Coney on a toddler. Shout out to Cincinnati. And his bag had a cutout of the list of ingredients of a Skyline can on it. It was absolutely adorable. I'm a college student who lives in a house, and our very first year, my roommate and I were handing out candy. We underestimated how many kids were going to come through, so a couple of children got Easy Mac cups as a treat. (laughs) Hopefully they were good sports, like the lantern who wrote in about trick-or-treating in their dorm. I hope you and all of the other lanterns had a wonderful and spooky calendar Halloween. All the best, Mackenzie. Uh, Mackenzie, I loved this eek mail. Thank you so much. And do not worry about being behind. There is no behind in my life. That's why Halloween happens all year round. And calendar Halloween is for those people who like to obsess about deadlines and specifics. You can never be too late. You can never be too behind. New lanterns are joining us every day, so we're all going to catch up at different times. I'm so happy you enjoyed the episode with Stephen Ray Morris. I loved that conversation, and it was really nice to go in-depth with somebody who loves Halloween as much as I do and hear about their trick-or-treating memories. Those are really some of my favorite stories, you know. Uh, So, you know, anybody who wants to share their trick-or-treat experiences, I think that they are all so unique and so funny and so sweet. They all have something different going for them. But I'm happy you enjoyed that episode. And I need to text my mom and ask her what was up with the pillowcase hate. Because I don't have a good reason for why it wasn't acceptable. I think it's adorable that you guys did these Uh, fabric markers. It's so clever. What a great way to incorporate another Halloween crafting opportunity. I feel like we should get together and do like a decorate your own pillowcase competition next year. I don't love the word competition because there are no winners and no losers when it comes to Halloween. We're all just gliding on pure joy, but I think it'd be fun to see people decorate different trick-or-treat bags. And speaking of clever trick-or-treat bags, the Skyline chili can is just too much. I love that. I also love that you're from Cincinnati. That is where my dad's side of the family is from originally, where I spent 
all of my summers growing up at my grandfather and grandmother's house in Cheviot. And I believe I've told this story, but just again, because I love it, fellow Lantern and Ghoul Gang member Jenny is also from Cincinnati, and she and I happened to be at the same prom in 2001. (laughs) I was going with a friend from camp who was from Cincinnati, and he went to the same high school as Jenny, so we didn't know each other back then, but through talking, uh, you know, becoming friends on the podcast and like talking about our backgrounds, we discovered that we were at the same prom in 2001. So I love Cincinnati. I find it to be a very lucky and lovely place. And for those of you who don't know about Cincinnati chili, it's extremely important for me to pause and explain it to you. Skyline is a huge deal in Cincinnati and it's unique because it's not chili con carne, which is the meat dish that originated in Texas. Also, I learned that it's the state dish of Texas, which is interesting. But Cincinnati chili is a sauce that's used over spaghetti or hot dogs. And it contains a unique spice blend that gives it a very distinct sweet and savory taste. Officially, the recipe for the Skyline chili is a well-kept family secret and it is in a bank vault, which I think is very fun. So if you go to Skyline, there's a few signature dishes. The main one is the cheese conies, which is a hot dog topped with Skyline chili, mustard, onions, and cheese. Three ways, which is spaghetti topped with Skyline chili and cheese. Four ways, which you can choose between beans or onions added, or five ways with beans and onions added. Now, everyone who is not from Cincinnati or has a Cincinnati relative that they visit, always comes at me like Skyline Chili sounds horrific, and maybe that description, maybe the scripture that I just read to you, my Skyline scripture, maybe that strikes you as odd, but everyone who is eaten at Skyline loves it, and don't knock it till you try it. You gotta visit beautiful Cincinnati. All right. Mackenzie, you are just a doll. Thank you so much for writing in. And maybe we should have this little uh, trick-or-treat bag competition next calendar, Halloween. I think Easy Mac is a very fun treat, by the way. And I bet if the kids didn't eat it, that their parents did after the kids went to bed. (laughs) Look forward to hearing from you more in the future. Now let's take one more call from the hotline. Hey, Lucy, and all these wonderful Halloweenies and Google Gang members out in our wonderful worlds. My name is Annie, and I'm calling in for the first time to share something that my family has started with all of you in hopes that this will enroll the next generation of tiny humans into our love and obsession with our favorite holiday. So my aunt and I have been Halloweenies for as long as I can remember. And in fact, most of the members of my family prefer Halloween to Christmas. And as you all are aware, or maybe you're not, um, in during the Christmas holidays, we usually give the kids advent calendars. And they're filled with chocolate. I'm sure you're probably aware of this, but just to set the context of the scene. They're filled with chocolate, and every day you get to open a new little box of the calendar date, and you get a little treat. Well, this year, 
my aunt and I decided that we were going to enroll our little nieces and our nephew into the love of our holiday by creating their very own Halloween advent calendar. So we created these boxes that are filled with little treats, not all candy, but every day is marked down with a special toy or a book or whatever that allows us to start to create this really cool spirit for Halloween. And we also read to them every single day the countdown to the Great Pumpkin book with Charlie Brown by, I can't remember his name right now, and I guess that's probably not Super Charles Schultz, I think. Anyway, whatever. To create the excitement and the experience of them getting into the spirit. And I've got to tell you, we're on day five, and it's literally blowing their minds. They're obsessed. They love it. And if you're looking for a way to get the next generation of kids involved into something that's so incredible and so magical, the Advent Calendar that you can create yourself. We literally have everything in Rubbermaid tins or bins. Like, they're so good. It's such a fun way to enroll people. You don't even have to do the full 31 days. You could literally do 15, and they will lose their minds because we need little Halloweenies to carry on our tradition. Thank you for listening and sending you all the best blessings for the season. Your timing is spectacular, or rather, shall I say, my timing is spectacular. You called in the first week of October, and we got so many amazing calls uh, during the Halloween season. I could not keep up, and dozens of them are still on the hotline, and this is why I like to celebrate Halloween all year round and not get hung up on the holidays, because this idea is brilliant. And you are speaking to me from the past. I am speaking to you from the future. And I'm dying to know how the rest of the Advent calendar went. Now, I say that our timing is perfect because it was just this week on the Ghoul Gang Discord. I was talking to some of our uh, fellow lanterns about how cool a Halloween Advent calendar would be. I grew up doing a Halloween Christmas Advent calendar every year that were little Christmas ornaments. And it was the same advent calendar every year, but I would put the ornaments in different, I put them back in different spots each year. And it was really fun for me. I didn't need like a brand new one every year, but I absolutely just adore this. Well, what you said about enrolling the next generation of Halloweenies into our traditions and what a great way to get them excited by doing something special every single day so please if you could write back or call back and let us know how the rest of the advent calendar experience went and we have been talking on the discord about how to do a halloween advent calendar so this would be a really cool tradition to get more lanterns into i think Thank you so much for your enthusiasm. It's really terrific to hear from you. And to any other lanterns who are concerned that their calendar Halloween calls have not been on the show yet, don't worry. They More than likely, they are going to be on the show still. It's just I've got like about 50 of them. So it's hard to kind of get through all of them um, and organize it all on my own, but I will get there because I want you all to get to share your experiences. But you know what? If you're like, ah, 
I don't like that one anymore. I want to call back. Just call and tell the story again and be like, if you hear my old story, delete it. You know, it's fine. Let's just roll with the punches. Everyone is fantastic. Everyone's working really hard. Everyone's doing their best. And gosh, it's the end of the year and it's time for a nap or 10. What do you think? Well, it's the witching hour here in the pod closet, so I must crawl into my coffin and get a few winks myself. Don't forget to grab your tickets to the Axe Wound Film Festival so that you can see the first ever live episode of It's Always Halloween. And I'd love to hear how you will be celebrating Creepmas this year. How are you going to interject a little Halloween into these wintry months? Please give us a call at 802-532-DEAD or drop us that eek mail at it's always Halloween podcast at gmail.com. As I said at the top of the episode, if you have a loved one who adores It's Always Halloween as much as you do, gift them an annual subscription at patreon.com slash it's always Halloween or sponsor an episode in their name with a special message for only $40 using our tip jar. Oh heck, why not gift yourself? Find the links to both Patreon and our tip jar in the show notes. You can also deck your halls with It's Always Halloween merch from our Red Bobble. You can find that in our show notes as well, along with our Instagram at It's Always Halloween Podcast. This episode of It's Always Halloween was performed by me, Luce Tomlin Brenner, with help from your lovely fellow lanterns, including Mimi, T.O.B., Brittany, Mackenzie, and Annie. Thank you so much for your wonderful contributions. This episode could not have happened without you. The editing, theme music, and sound design is by the wonderful Pete Burns. Thanks, Pete. You can follow me at Twitter and Instagram at LTB Comedy and Pete at Mittenberries. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe and write us a little review so that other like-minded ghouls can find us. We haven't had a new review since October, so please take this as a sign to pump some life into that section so people know that we are here spooking all year round. We're also on the NPR One app, so remember to subscribe there and tell Ira Glass that you love us. Thanks so much for listening to yet another episode of It's Always Halloween, and come back next time, unless you're too busy munching on your trick-or-treat Easy Mac. <laughs> <laughs>